And the reality is, is that so much of the information in sales out there, unfortunately, is dated. Welcome to Data-Driven Selling by the Sales Insights Lab, the podcast that helps reps and business owners generate more meetings and close more sales at higher prices. Only a small slice of salespeople are actually considered true trusted advisors. 63% of salespeople, the data shows us, are behaving in ways that are actually, in some cases, driving down performance. On the other hand, selling is still very, very critical. In fact, the data shows that about 50% of customer loyalty is based purely on that relationship with the salesperson. My goal is twofold. One is that you walk away with some new mindsets towards selling in this very new economy. And then on the other hand, is that you walk away with some really usable, tangible ideas that you can apply right into your sales. People always come up to me after this program and they say, Mark, you know, this is great, but what would you say is really the key to success in selling? And I'm always brought back to a quote by J. Paul Getty. And he famously said that the formula for success is to rise early, work hard, and strike. <laughs> uh, tongue in cheek, but I actually think it's a really powerful quote when we think about the level of mystification about what leads to success in sales. And then suddenly we connect. Now I have no idea what happened next. But when I woke up, I'm told that it looked something like this. This was my first experience. Now the science tells us that the lower person wins in football every single time. Every single time the lower person wins. What Bill was telling me, unfortunately, was just misinformation. And what I find is that we salespeople are dealing with a lot of that same information where we've gotten books and we read blogs or wherever we're getting sales ideas or maybe we've followed around someone who's been selling in a certain way and the reality is is that so much of the information in sales out there unfortunately is dated. When I first started to sell these were some of the books that I went to. At the time they seemed amazing but there are two key challenges to these these books which I would consider really the foundation of traditional selling. One is that it is essentially all opinion and there's very little data to support most of the assertions that are in books like this. And the second, which is just as important, which is that the average copyright of these particular books is 1980. And the only reason, by the way, that it is so recent is because one of the books is relatively newer. By show of hands, who would like the ultimate two-step process to making sure that a prospect or customer never wants to hear from you again? <laughs> the two-step process is simply this. It is to be sure that you come in with lots of enthusiasm when you go in and you meet with that customer. And then secondly, is that you pitch the hell out of them. You talk about all the great features and benefits of your service or your offering or your products and how it's so much better than the competition. The best reps are getting significantly better and that trend is only accelerating. It's literally hockey stick. So what are those top reps doing that is allowing them to have such a bigger access to all of the spoils, while the average sales rep is actually declining. Most of us have been taught that we need to persuade or we need to convince people to do business with us. I would argue that we don't even need to qualify, we need to disqualify people. Because the reality is that at least half of the people that you come across are not going to be a fit for business with you. Rob, let me tell you the top three reasons why I think that you absolutely must work with me. We are doing what to that prospect? We are putting what onto them? Pressure. And immediately they're going to feel that pressure and they're going to want to do what? 
pushed back. Hence the traditional idea of objection overcoming. We've all heard this idea of you've got to overcome objections. We don't have to overcome objections. What we want to do is avoid those objections in the first place by asking really good questions to understand what they're looking for, provide a solution that's exactly what they basically said they need, and then say, so, what would you like to do next? If you've done a good job, there are no objections back and forth. There is no arm wrestling. I want you to imagine, please do not say the name of the organization out loud, but just think of one of your absolute worst competitors. I mean, I'm talking about these people, they, they just do a terrible job. They, they say they're gonna do one thing, they do something else. Service is a disaster. We all, have, every industry has this person. Please don't say it out loud. Do you think when the salesperson for that organization gets asked by a prospective customer, why should we do business with you? They're saying, oh, by the way, um, about our service, uh, not very good. No, of course not. That's ludicrous, right? They're saying we got the best service. We got, not only do we have the best service, but we have the best prices. The data again shows that top performing salespeople are asking about twice as many business related questions as average performers. Almost twice as many, 10.1 to 6.3. That is a profound slide. Profound, because again, we're not talking about top performers versus people that are failing. We're talking about top performers versus people that are making a living selling. And those top performers, those people that are at the high end of that curve who are crushing it right now, are finding out the big picture questions. Does that make sense? The big picture questions are what makes us money. That's what creates value. That's something that machines are not going to be able to replace us for a very, very long time. The top salespeople spend the majority of their time in front of qualified customers. And the only way that's possible is that when they come across someone who they determine is not qualified, what do they do? They move on. Why? Why should I do business with you? You know what, Hal? I really appreciate you asking me that question. And quite frankly, at this point in the conversation, I'm not sure that you should. Would it be okay if I just asked some questions to see if we are in fact a fit? Sure. Sure, right? 100% of the time he's gonna say, of course. Now, what did I just do in that situation? He expected me to put pressure on him. What did I do instead? I took the pressure off, which is by the way, completely legitimate. I do not know if I am the right fit for him. I don't. I don't know if he has the issues or concerns that I solve. I don't know if he's looking for the particular technology that I might offer. I don't know if he has got money. I don't know anything until I actually know those questions. No buying decision is made purely logically. Buying decisions are always made based on emotion. Do I feel like this person gets me? Do I trust this person? Do I think that they have my best interests at heart? These are not things that you can tell them to do. You can't say, oh, you can trust me. You can't say, oh, you know, we're gonna be there for you. Right? You have to convey that through the quality of your conversations. There are going to be dinosaurs in your industry that won't be here, and I don't mean companies, I mean salespeople, that won't be here five years from now. Not just at this meeting, but in your industry. Don't be that dinosaur. Take action with some of these ideas. There are two categories of people in sales. There are those that talk a big game, and there are those who play a big game. And every single day, it is on us to decide which category we want to be in. Thanks for listening. 
Want more tactical advice on selling? Register for our free video training on the five-step formula to closing more deals without price pushback, think-it-overs, or ghosting. Simply visit closing.training to get instant access. That's closing.training to get instant access. Thank you.